0: I'm Rick Bassman.
1: I'm Mina Martinez. The Pitbull is one of the world's most misunderstood creatures.
0: The wildly unfair reputation surrounding these beautiful and sweet dogs has segued into mistreatment and abuse in many forms, and from there, mass euthanasia.
1: Pitbull-type dogs make up only 15% of the canine population, yet 40% of the 2 million dogs killed each year in the US shelters are bully breeds. We're here to change that.
0: It's the lucky few pit bulls who find great, loving, forever homes, but even many of these few first have to travel a path where they're abused, made to fight, banned from entire cities and abandoned.
1: It takes a rare kind of person with a big heart to open their homes to a pit bull type dog. When you do, you're almost always guaranteed to find yourself with an incredibly sweet, loyal, affectionate dog who will love you with all of their heart.
0: It's our mission to advocate for our beautiful bully breeds to overcome the unfair and inaccurate vilification surrounding the pit bull, to overturn breed specific legislation, to abolish dog fighting.
1: It is a big mission and we are dedicated to doing our part, starting right here at the Pitbull Podcast.
0: Please join Rick Bassman and Mina Martinez for a new episode of the Pitbull Podcast every Saturday right here on Podcast One. Also available on Spotify, Apple, Google, and wherever you get your podcast. Hey everybody, it's Rick Bassman here for another episode of the Pitbull Podcast And I am happy to introduce my always amazing partner and Pitbull podcast co-host and get ready for this with a new high fashion haircut. My good pal, Mino Martinez.
1: Hi, I covered it with a um, hat today.
0: Covered what? Um, What are you talking about? What did you cover?
1: I covered nothing.
0: (laughs) There you go. You have, as my... uh, My little old, my ex-stepdaughter would have said, you have bald hair.
1: Yeah, I have bald hair. (laughs) Um, I was doing a live on my Facebook yesterday, and um, I read a post recently from one of my followers who has been battling cancer, and um, she was talking about how the loss of hair was really, really, Um, messing with her self-esteem and if you have any hair to donate then please donate it and you saw me in in utah my hair was like really long i've never dyed it i don't go to the the hairdressers there's no bleach there's no chemicals it was really luscious long locks i even sleep with it in a silk bonnet which you made fun of right (laughs) and um it's just really really good quality uh, long hair and I was like okay I'm gonna just cut it off and I was snipping away on the live broadcast and it you know when you do it with scissors and you're like this it's just everywhere I looked at my dog's clippers like because I've got poodles right so I, I was looking at my dog's clippers I was like shall I do it shall I do it and everyone was commenting no 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 never tell me not to do something because I'll do it
0: yes yes I know I'll do
1: the exact opposite so yeah I um I shaved my head um, on alive, and now it's getting cold in Japan, so I have to cover it up.
0: <laughs> Mina, trust me, I know I have beanies in every color. I know. Well, you're, uh, yeah, you're, you've uh, crossed into new frontiers now. I only wish I was there with you, so I could take my razor out, you know, the hand razor, and then finish what you started. But
1: oh, uh, I kind of wanted to do that, but I'm scared to cut my head.
0: Ah, you get used to it. Little blood I, on the I'm not okay with
1: pitbull bites, but like
0: you're a scalpel to the you head. Now. Blood on your head. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> In any case. All right. What does all this have to do with pitbulls? Nothing, but it's fun to talk about. Anyways, it's all—it's
1: raising awareness.
0: Absolutely, it is. Oh, good for you. Good for how you feeling. You're gonna you're gonna keep it like that, or you gonna grow the luscious locks back out.
1: Do you know what, I put on some like sunglasses and I sent a picture to my old um, photographer from when I was a model. And he said, you look exactly like Amber Rose. And he wants to do a sexy photo shoot with me um, next year in March. So I have to keep it shaved for a while.
0: Okay then, I guess that's good enough reason. All right, We'll, uh, (laughs) we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes a year from now. But you're looking good, good for you for what you did. And let's move on and uh, and talk about the subject of the hour of every hour, our yes, beloved holy breeds. And we're we're new still with this podcast. We're building our audience. We've had some great guests on. We'll have uh, great guests as we continue to go. We have one today who is a fellow countryman of yours. We've learned you're both from England. Um, he was also a pro fighter. There is there's so many similarities here, and the reason I love this guy, we've become friends lately more than any other, is he loves pit bulls, and not only loves them, does a lot of amazingly good work for them. Uh, you've read up on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what have what have you learned about our guest who we haven't named yet?
1: Um. I was looking at his page in the transport that he does, like taking dogs to new homes and finding re-home, rehoming. And transportation is one of the most key things in um, rescue, how to get dogs from one location to another. It's hard to find people. I'm trying to build a transportation network in Japan at the moment, and I'm having so much trouble because it's 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 hard to find that.
0: Yeah, our guest might be able to give you some advice. I mean, his, uh, his I would love that. company or his organization, I should say his nonprofit, is uh, Shelter Transport Animal Rescue Team. Clever acronym is START, Shelter Transport Animal Rescue Team. As you said, he transports animals to save them, not only pit bulls, but I know it's a big area of emphasis for him, and that's what we'll talk largely about. But over 15,000 animals, he's, uh, he's organized transport for an hour out of kill shelter. And he, he saved a lot of lives. The kind of stuff you and I work on every day and uh, aspire to. So why don't we introduce, from start, our guest, who is from England, but now transplanted to California, where I am, Mr. Steve Sparrow. Oh, Steve.
2: Hi. Hey, Hi,
0: man. how you doing
2: good good hello hello
0: thank you for the nice uh kind words I appreciate it absolutely so there's all kinds of barking in the background and the funny thing is it could be any one of the three of us where that's mm-hmm. happening
1: mm-hmm. yeah i've got a couple of bulls outside there's some cars passing at the moment so they they're um they're not protecting us at all. They just want the cars to stop so that they can get pets.
0: Oh, God. World's, world's worst watchdogs. That's for sure. <laughs> that's what I call it. Oh, my gosh. Steve, do you have that experience with pit bulls? Um, are they good watchdogs? They suck. Uh, like, i got three at home. Well, two are pit,
2: two are pit mixes. And the, the two I have are deaf. So you could break in here, take what you want, and they wouldn't even know. They wouldn't even wake up they're probably just like give him a kiss and then ask for a treat and go back to sleep again. So no, they're useless.
0: Oh, it's uh, you know, it's horrible. It's like, we can have, um, you know, the gardeners show up and they're terrified of my dogs. So I don't really smarten anybody up about it. If people want to think I have watchdogs, that's great for home security reasons. So I put them in the house and they stand by the window and they bark their freaking heads off. I mean, it's got to be scary looking in from outside. What what they don't know is if they walked in my house, they're just gonna get licked half to death.
2: you can see outside my window, but my little, we we got a new one. Sorry, I'm just gonna show you that. Look, she's, only, she's like twelve. She's been like three years in a cage, and she's living the best life now. So, but she's uh she's um. Dog, don't tell her. Okay. <laughs> she's
0: a, yeah, you she's um really sweet. Me photos yesterday. Don't you have like four new don't you have four new pit bulls over there?
2: No, nah, we got we got three total two one isn't one is like a shepherd chow mix and one's a sharpie pit mix and she's like a pit bull terrier something mix, so I don't know, it all mixes.
0: So they're, they're all pit bull something or other. How come you don't have uh, chihuahuas or Dalmatians? Why, do you, why are you gravitating toward pit bull type dogs?
2: I, I, like, I like big dogs. I just I like roaring around with them. I just you know, I, don't, I like them. Also, we, we always take the dogs no one wants. So we usually get the brindles or the black dogs or the black and white dogs or, you know, dogs that just have three legs. Or usually the dogs people don't want we will we'll take here. So she was in a kennel, like I said, for three years no one wanted to adopt her so we our friend had rescued her and we're like we'll take her bring her to us and she's she's living the best life now so she she, she loves it
0: but yeah I so, love you, so you like you like big dogs you said so that you could also have gotten old english sheepdogs or you could have gotten great danes and i'm obviously i'm trying to back you into a corner here um because I know you're
2: going. I know where you're going. I'm making it difficult. Keep
0: going. They're, they're all pits. I see that they're all pits. Um, I mean, it, is, is there a particular reason for that?
2: Yes, there is, because they are the sweetest dogs on the planet.
0: I like that answer.
2: And my famous quote, which I don't think I made up, but I heard it. And I, I like to claim it is don't blame the wrong end of the leash.
0: Fair enough. That should be. A, I
2: think I have that book actually. It's a book. Okay, so I didn't make that up. Then, so someone, I, I just been saying it for years. I don't know. If, maybe someone copied it for me and used it. I don't know.
0: But I always tell people,
2: don't blame the wrong end of the leash.
0: Yeah. I was yeah. going to say that should be a t-shirt. Um, Mina, I have to ask Steve. So Mina and I have this little gimmick that we're we trying for the podcast, where we're supposed to be wearing different like pit bull type t-shirts every week. <laughs> uh, so. I don't know if you saw my new shirt. Did you guys see it? I don't even know what it says. I'm looking out in the camera now. Save Same. the people, euthanize a dogfighter. Oh, I, that. Yes. I,
1: like it. I was actually gonna buy a t shirt that said we are their voices or something like that, but um, yes. I have to wait till my money comes in next month until I can get it. Oh, no, I am not in the gang now. No no way,
0: Mina, did, what does it say? Not not gay capes. Uh, ah, like it, like it. So you and Mina have like softer themes in mind. I'm just talking about murdering people. Um, but oh, no, if, hey, a, we, a,
2: Rick, I got to stop you there. We, me and Mina from the East End, we have potty mouths.
0: Just so you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you do. I, I, you, you, guys you know, in
1: England, when you call your friends in in. In America, it's a very bad word. The C word for lady parts. Um, that's just what you call friends, right?
2: Yeah, it's a term of endearment. My friend calls, I go, hello. How are yeah, you can't
1: say in America. It's really hard. It's
0: really bad. Yeah. Oh, and, it can, and guys, it confuses the hell out of us. I have to tell you that. It's like last year, I was talking to a good friend of mine and we were kind of goofing around on the phone. She's one of the... Um, gladiators in England, like England gladiators, and we always talk about fighting because she's a trained fighter, and we're goofing around because she's a woman and I'm a guy, and I'm like, if you don't stop it already, I'm going to put you over my knee and spank you on your fanny, and right, I don't know what that was, you guys know, right? Okay, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she um she educated me. For- yeah, for- yeah don't, um, for- don't call that a Oops. Fanny. Yeah. <laughs> For those out there who are utterly confused right now, just put it this way. I was talking about the other side of the girl, and I didn't realize just, that. Just Google it. Just Google it. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, Mina, did you get the Pitbull t shirts I sent you? I
1: thought I sent you. Some- no.
0: I got a check. Still waiting you- on those. Hmm. Weird. Weird. Um, Steve, do you have Start t shirts?
2: Yes. Yeah, so I can send you. We got well actually okay so this is this is Hero the dog we rescued he had cancer okay uh, there's all not all heroes wear capes and his name was Hero uh-huh. uh, and um can I tell you the story of Hero quickly yes. yes So Hero came into the Riverside shelter I think 2016 or 2017 and he had he had been emaciated someone left him to starve to death and he had literally the shelter manager, the director, whose name was Robert Miller. He ran the Riverside, the four shelters out in Riverside, one of the greatest human beings on the face of the planet. He cared so much about the dogs at the shelters. And he said, hey, we've got a dog here. It's on its last day. The vet wants to euthanize. It's got cancer everywhere. Can you just take it and give it a day of love? Because this dogs had nothing in its life and it's so sad. Well, we took it and it had 52 days. Um, and it was so happy, and people from all over the country sent tennis balls. He had hundreds of tennis balls, and he was so happy. And then he passed away after 52 days. So we wrote a book called 52 Days with Hero. It's a book about him, and we made these t shirts and had so many supporters. Um, so um, we made t shirts. So I can send you guys. I, oh, I think we still have them. I don't know if we still have them in stock. Because now they do stuff online, so you have to order it online. But if I have these, I can send you guys. If, I can, if we have any left in stock, they stop oh, me? I would love that. I can send you his book if you want. I think I gave you his book, Rick.
0: I, I have the book. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then if you, if you send the shirt to Mina in Japan, she'll wear it on our next episode, right? right.
1: Yeah, I'll send you. If it comes by Saturday
0: well the one episode after that then <laughs> what, what size are you mean
2: small medium
1: i wear oversized clothes all the time all right i see
2: what i got i'm not sure i think we may have something in our garage here because um they cleared out our storage so we put everything here so let me see I'll, I'll get your address and from rick or something and i'll send okay. it if you.
1: it's a small size i'll like um cut the cut the um the collar off because cool. i don't cool. like clothes being too restrictive and if it's too small i can cut it so it fits
2: well i'll send you i'll send you a couple of different sizes we have and see what you want whatever you want okay great all right. okay. I'll let you know if we have them if we even have them otherwise maybe we have a men's one i'll send you a men's one because that'd be bigger right?
1: oh no I'm, i i wear men's clothes all the time so,
0: so let's, gonna... let's do this let's back into what start does If would people be able to find start with the ability to find these amazing t-shirts That you and Mina are going on and on and on and on. How was that for an interruption? Um, would they be able to find these on your start website? Yes. Where is your website address, Steve? Start S T-A-R-T-Rescue.org. Excellent. Why, why did you start start? Will you tell us a bit about this, please? What's the origin story there? So my wife and
2: I uh, were doing individual rescue and we were spending a fortune. And um, we got friendly with uh, a guy called Adam Tarshis, who's one of the greatest men on the planet. And we hooked up with a couple other people and we decided to form, and and with my partner, uh, Renee Ruston, we decided to form a rescue group where we could transport high amounts of dogs. Because rescuing one dog at a time is so expensive and time consuming. And we all love the pits, all of us, all of us love pits. There's like five of us and we all had pits and all loved pits. So we decided to create this transport group. And a friend of ours, Candace, who'd come from Oregon, knew some rescue groups in Oregon that had a shortage of dogs. Never heard that before. Mm. So we decided we, Adam actually bought us our first truck and we started transporting to these groups. And then more groups came on board. And then we started to vet, well, we'd vet every, every group out to make sure they're all legitimate. And we had a contract with them to say that we'd send dogs to them as long as they sent us updates on each dog when it got a home so we could do a newsletter and that's what we started doing so we started having newsletters every week where the dogs had come from where the dogs had gone and then the happy home so people knew we were legitimate because it was in the proof in the in the newsletter and the organization just started to grow and um, that's how we started
0: and did you like when you started this did you expect this to be a lifelong thing that would grow or was it, was it, was it started with a lot of planning and forethought or it just kind of happened organically?
2: A friend of ours, Tom Rogan, he offered to send us 500 a month. A friend Chris Snyder offered to send us 500 a month. Adam donated 500 a month. Other people put a little bit of money in. So we had enough to get going. And then what happened is in, we started in 2011, May, 2011 in July, 2013, Uh, I don't know if you know, Rick, if you ever saw the news, there was a dog called Indy that someone set on fire in in Van Nuys. And um, we rescued that dog. We had like $42,000 worth of vet bills. We worked with um, the the hospital and Dr. Slayton, who helped really nurse him back to life. And um, it got us a lot of exposure on TV. And uh, so start went to the next level, and then we started introducing spay neuter. We've done about 15,000 spay neuters in the last decade. And we have funded for people and we've rescued about 16,000 dogs. So that really helping Indy really helped our organization because it helped us grow. We got more donors out of it and more supporters.
0: That's some serious numbers, man. Now, what, what crazy numbers. When you say you rescue a dog, because that could, as we know, in our worlds, that can mean a lot of different things. What is there a... Is there a typical case study of what a rescue looks like, or are they all different? A, a dog, you mean a rescue dog? Or, or? The dog itself, the process, the rescue process. So, you so our, our process
2: on transports is we work with shelters that want to work with the rescue. Some of the shelters are rather kill a dog and work with a the rescue. They won't hold it an extra day. They won't do the health search. They just don't give a shit. And there's others that are amazing and want those dogs out. Like the like the Porterville Shelter we work with tuluri Shelter, um uh, um there's the Modesto Shelter, there's the Delano Shelter, there's so many great shelters out there, you know, and we love them. So they so basically our transport coordinator, long story short, sends the links to all those shelters for the available dogs to our p- rescue partners in the Pacific Northwest. They pick the dogs they can take. We try and do a ten percent pit bull rule. We try and get ten percent of the pit bulls on. So if we have on our truck, 100 dogs, 10, we try and have pit or mixes or somehow. And then the truck goes to those shelters. The dogs are all ready. They've all been vetted. They've all got health certificates. They're all vaccinated uh, and fixed. And up they go. And then they go to the each group. Candice has a spreadsheet. We know where all, each of the dogs' ID number, where they've come from, where they've gone, um, who's responsible for getting that dog on board. If it's a shelter or an individual, and then that group usually sends us, at some point, updates when the dog gets a home. We don't always get updates. Sometimes people are bad at pictures or the pictures are bad, but most of the time we get updates and then that's when we update our donors to show, look, this is what we've just done. And the truck we had, which just blew up about three months ago, could hold about 100 dogs at a time. It was retrofitted, uh, especially through the ASPCA back in the day. And uh, it was it was a great truck, but it blew up about three months ago. So now we've just bought a new one and we're in the process of getting that wrapped and getting that back on the road again. So in the meantime, we've been doing mini transports, about 20 dogs at a time. We have a small truck.
0: Wow. So essentially, you're taking dogs out of kill shelters that would be euthanized, and you're giving them another chance at life in a place where they're going to survive and hopefully thrive then.
2: They come from kill shelters. They come from, we've we've sent up dogs from South Korea. We've sent up dogs from the meat farms of China. We've sent dogs we work with the, I don't know if you know about Bakersfield. There's a crisis. People keep dumping their dogs. Um, mm. so it's been awful. Uh, hundreds of dogs out there. So we've helped a lot of those dogs. We, we've teamed up with a coalition of a team. These girls are amazing out there called Rad, Rescuing Abandoned Dogs. And they uh, just helped so many dogs out there. So we've helped raise money on those dogs and help find them homes. So we've helped about, I think, about 250 today since, last, since we got involved. Uh, last July, July 2022, I think we've helped about 150 of those dogs. I mean, it's never ending. And we fund Spainuta. We work with a wonderful lady called Diana Bentz of the Simi Valley Nonprofit Clinic. She has a nonprofit clinic in Simi Valley, in Porterville, in um, a Palmdale. And we're now teaming up to open something in, in uh, Bakersfield because it's so bad out there. Last year alone, she fixed 22,000 dogs and cats in one year. That's all she does is spain new. Really in
1: in Japan we've got this um we, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm just thinking of all different kinds of ideas as well of how we can like bring better rescue services for animals to Japan as well. But there's this um there's this one guy who has a mobile clinic who if you have more than fifteen cats or dogs, he'll drive to your house. All he needs is a power outlet, and then he'll just snip them all for you and he just does one after another you just have to have at least 15 animals at one time and at kitten season is just crazy and he does he is really really cheap as well so i think something like that might be really good as well if you're doing transport and you've got vans and you've got vets that was just an yeah. idea sorry
2: yeah no but it's hard to get here it's really hard to get the vet it's really hard to and with um a, a mobile spay and neuter clinic. You can't do as many in a day. Like in Bakersfield, she's opening up a, an actual brick and mortar clinic because she can do overall. I think a, a, at least twice as many as you can with a with a truck.
1: Ah, yeah,
2: uh, yeah. So she that's what she wants. She wants to do as many as she can. So we fund low income families. We fund them in Porterville, where, wherever is needed. We help. We do about fifty or sixty a month. We help, uh, and then um you know, and it, it doesn't. That's what at the end of the day, Spain neuter is everything. At the end of the day, for, transport spay and neuter. It's more important, you know? And in LA, no. it's not enforced. Problem is, California is not enforcing it.
1: Can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, because I'm having I'm having some problems defining this in Japan because um, in Japan we have no sanctuaries at the moment. Um, this is the first one that we're making. But the difference. Can you explain the difference between a, a rescue and a shelter first?
2: Yes. So uh, a shelter, the the, the the city shelter, the county shelters, they are. in L A county or L A city will, the, the you know the government fund the shelters, they're government shelters basically. So they euthanize the animals if the dog's been in there a week and the kennel can hold ten dogs and there's. 20 dogs, 10 have to die. First in, first out, basically. Uh, rescue is the groups we work with. They're set up to rescue the dogs to find them homes, not to euthanize. You do have. Go on, sorry. Go on. You have a question. What
1: happens to um, the dogs in the rescues when they're over capacity? They're, they're, well,
2: they don't take the dogs in. Now, we work with, for example, the Safe Haven Humane Society, that is rescue shelter. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, they're basically no, no kill, but no kill means if the dog has attacked someone or is really physically sick with cancer, they will euthanize the animal. That dog is healthy. That dog does not get euthanized. That dog they'll find a home. They had a dog of ours there. I think a pit bull was there for about a year. That wasn't dog friendly until she found a home, but they took that dog out every day. That dog, they have a huge property there. Dog was out running, was happy, but he was still in the cage. But there was, that dog wasn't being euthanized because it was healthy and it was a good dog. It just didn't like other dogs. so they waited for the right home and the right home came along. Oh, nice. Dog, yeah. But in the shelter, most shelters, like 99% of, well, I think 99.9% of shelters in California are killed. An actual shelter. There's the one shelter, Delano. It's a small little rural shelter. They hold dogs there for about, we're just rescuing one tomorrow, Pitbull, which I sent Rick last night she'd been there a year since well she'd been there since december of last year but they try and hold them as long as they can They do everything they can not to euthanize them they really care oh, but big wow. shelter can't do that they can't sustain it like bakersfield in i think i was told in like one week or two or ten days they killed like 108 puppies you know and it happens i mean and there's some shelters like san bernardino city shelter and devore and i hope you're watching devore they don't give a shit They just kill everything they couldn't care less you tell them they're coming for that you're coming for a dog they won't even hold it they'll just kill it they don't care unless you you have decent shelter you have some of the nicest shelter workers in the world and we've met so many of them that really care sometimes their hands are tied as well they 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 have to answer to their boss you know i mean I, i can go on all day. i've got stories that will blow your mind about what we've dealt with with the shelters but it's uh that's 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 for another time maybe
1: um, yeah we do want to kind of keep this positive like yeah. one thing that we want to do with the podcast is like spread positivity and and show show the good side of pit bulls because a lot of people when they talk about pit bulls they they tend to go into like oh this is the stuff that we deal with and it's so hard and and but we want to hear like good stuff I'll like you, yeah. when you get a pit bull what, what would you, what what are you bringing into your home? What can you expect when you invite a pit bull into your house?
2: Four letters love.
1: Yeah.
2: That's <laughs> it. So, this is a story. There was this woman, um, was a dog called Amber or was she called Amber? Anyway, there was this woman and she called me up and she wanted a, a dog. I go, what do you want? She goes, I want, I don't want a pit bull. But I want a dog that's people friendly, dog friendly, can sleep in bed with me, can do A, B, C, D and E. I'm like, oh, meet, I think the dog was called Amber. Meet Amber. Oh yeah, her name was Naomi. I said, Naomi, meet Amber. She's like, oh, what dog is it? I'm like, she's a pit bull. She said, no, I told you, I don't, want, I don't want it. Why, why don't you want it? Well, I read all the thing and I've heard this and da, da, da. I said, can I, listen, you're, she, I think she was a teacher of some kind, I said, listen, you're a really smart lady can I just ask you a huge favor? She said, "What?" I said, can you just come to the boarding facility? It's 20 minutes from your home. Come meet Amber. Just change your perception of what you think this breed is. I said, I promise you, you will not be the same again. I promise you. I said, "If I will pay for your adoption fee for any dog you want if you don't agree. She came and adopted Amber on the spot, right? Dog lived with her for 12 years. Dog would play with the hose, slept in bed with her every night. And she adopted a second pit as a friend for Amber. She said,
1: <laughs> "Nice."
2: I will never get another breed again. This is the best breed on the planet. Yeah. There,
0: oh there, there's no going back, man. It's like, we run and do it all the time, Steve, you probably more than us, that, that amazing innate prejudice against the breed. And it's like, so it's amazing. You got to, you turn Naomi so quickly. Um, when you come across people that are not open to, to having that exposure, but well, you have a chance to work on them for a little bit longer period of time. What might you do to try to get somebody to open their mind?
2: Me, I mean, meet the dog. I mean, listen, guys, I never grew up with dogs. I was never a dog lover. I couldn't I couldn't give a shit, to tell you the truth, until I met my wife when I was 34, and, and um, I met her two dogs. They were rescues. They weren't pits, They were rescues. And I'm like, wow, this is like the first two beings ever to – Look, be happy to see me in the morning it was so amazing and the first two dogs we ever rescued from the south central shelter were two pit bulls that didn't know each other and we were so ignorant to rescue we stuck them in the car together and they were like kissing and playing like wow. really cool things you know these are amazing little creatures and and that's what started I'm like, i love this breed they were so sweet and the kid gave kisses they were so grateful
0: they were so grateful that's great. We had um last episode we had Cody and Jill Rackley on from Shadows Fun. They have a sanctuary up in Lompoc. They've got about 40 wow. dogs at any given time, most are are pits. And they told us a, a similar story. I think mean, you know, what did they said they got 5 dogs all at the same time and they were all pit bulls and just they,
1: they know they got 13.
0: 13, you're right. All at the wow. same time. That's amazing. Yeah, they
1: they had no idea um that they were gonna like, they went to a shelter and they said, "What are these dogs?" They had a big X on the the kennels, and they're like, "Oh, they're going to be killed." And they were they uh, they're going to be killed tomorrow. They were all pit bulls. There was thirteen of them, and they had like a hundred acres or something. And they were like, "Okay, we'll take them all," and they took home like thirty complete dog newbies, and they took home thirteen pit bulls that day. <laughs> That's amazing.
2: That's. A- And guys, don't get me wrong. There are some pit bulls that are aggressive, but there's also good humans of certain nationalities and bad humans of certain nationalities. It's not, you can't just judge. It's like in in life, you can't say you're black, you're white, you're Asian, you're good, you're bad. It doesn't work like that. We're all individuals, you know? But on a whole, that breed, and you got to remember, that breed was used for fighting because... They are so observant of the of the owner. They'll do what the owner wants. So they taught them to fight. Oh, that's what my owner wants me to do. I'll do it. And they're a powerful breed. But they are incredible. I mean, we've had link with all our transports. We've had least problems with the pit bull than we have with any other
0: breed. Mm-hmm. Seriously, you know. Yeah, um, I've found the same in my experience. After having my hands on thousands of dogs throughout the year, more pit bulls than anything. I. The, I've only been bitten a handful of times and never, never by a bully breed, not once. So, yeah, but they're they're right. You're right. They're individual. Any dog can bite. If a pit bull bites, they'll do more damage than a Pekingese, certainly. But I'll, I'll stand by forever the statistics, proven statistics that they're far less likely to bite than the vast majority of breeds out there. And I don't want to get on a pedestal and start preaching, but I just felt like it was time to say that.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. just that when they do bite, they can cause yeah, a lot see, more damage yeah, than
0: other breeds. Well, let's move past that. Yes. We, yeah. We've all said that now. Yes, Yeah. yeah. What's next? <laughs> um, but, you know,
2: I'll tell you one, another happy story. There was a guy that, uh, um, he was basically the guy euthanizing the dogs at the shelter. It was, at the, it was a shelter in San Bernardino. Anyway. He called me, I was having lunch, I was on Beverly Boulevard and he called me and said, Steve, I was about to euthanize this pit bull, and I was on the table, I had the needle going in. He turned up, he looked at me and licked my face. He goes, I froze and I couldn't do it. You have to come take this dog. But we're so full, you have to come like tomorrow, like at, at the later, or today or whatever, or yesterday. So we got that dog and he was great. Pit bull.
0: Wow. Um Wow." Yeah. That, so that dog was lucky and lucky that you could take him. What, what do you do? First of all, do you take owner surrenders? Yes, but I, I, don't, I don't deal with any of this
2: personally. We have, some, we have an amazing girl called Colleen that runs our organization. And if they want to give up their dog, then they have to go through her. And they have to send pictures and a video of the dog around other dogs. It has to be dog friendly because a lot of these dogs go up into fosters or into kennel situations where they're out in play groups. So if they send us all the information in one email, Colleen then sends that onto our groups and says, hey, can anyone take Fluffy who's 100 pounds and great with dogs? And someone may go, yep, we'll take him on the next transport, or we'll take, we can take him in two months. And then we'll reach back out to the owner and see if they can hold him for two months, or sometimes you know, we'll try and help board the dog, whatever we can do. It just depends how, if that owner's not willing to go the extra yard, then we say, sorry, we can't help.
0: I'm, I'm of- this is for you and Mina both. Um, it's like, you guys are way more active day to day with the sheer amount of animals you have your hands on than I do. Way more. Yet, I'll still get average three messages a day, usually on Facebook Messenger more than anything, about an owner who is heartbroken and explaining why they have to give up their pit bull. All right. Yeah. You're you're like smiling and nodding because, you know, you know where I'm going with this. Right. I mean, my my gut reaction to that is I always I get kind of pissed when I first see it because my first thought is, well, you got this dog. You know, it's implied that it's a commitment for life. And now you have to give them up. But, you know, every now and then you'll come across one that's, you know, from my vantage point, very earnest. They really have no choice, but they're stuck. I mean, it was amazing that you were able to take that dog that looked up uh, on the table. Most places are full. They're maxed out. Um, What what does somebody do? And Mina, this is for you, too. I know the phenomenon is a little different in Japan, but I know you can relate to this. If somebody is stuck, they have a dog that they say, and I'm emphasizing that for a reason, they say they have to give up. What are their chances? What should they do?
1: The day before yesterday, I got a call on my landline from um, a fella who had two pit bulls, a father and son pit bull. And he said once a year they get into a fight. The dad pit bull was 11 years old and he's had him since he was a baby. This man has been raising pit bulls for years and years, and all he ever does is breed and raise pit bulls and keep the pit bulls. but this father and son they would just they were fine usually, but then they would just fight once um, once a year. He was on holiday traveling Japan with his kids, and both dogs were at the vet, and his whole family was telling them that they have to be put down or could you take one? And right now I'm at full capacity. I can't take it, take in anymore. And it's hard for him to keep them separate because he's now in a camper van with his family, traveling Japan with his two pit bulls that, uh, and they were currently like in this area that that's why he reached out to me. And um, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like if I can um because if if it's a if he's a dog aggressive dog that's gonna trigger my other pit bull, Roxy, then it's not gonna be good, so I'd have to build another part in my garden um but it's by it's case by case really um if he can the dog's eleven it doesn't have it has a few more years left um So I would like that man to do what he can to keep him because he obviously was broken hearted and he wanted to give the best life for the rest of that dog's life. But he didn't think that he was able to provide the dog um, the best. care.
0: Steve, what do you, what do you say to that? Uh, I
2: mean, it depends on the situation. I mean, we get, you know, we get, no lie, guys, we get at least a thousand emails a week. At least I get, I had a text the other week, some guy going, Hey, come pick my people up. I don't want it, you know. Um, uh, uh, but we, you know, it depends on the situation, depends on the email. Depends, we tell people we try and network them to our listen, we'll try and network them to we're the middleman, we're not the rescue, we're the middleman. So, mm-hmm. starts to transport it's a great groups with we love. And we help the shelters. You know, we fund it ourselves. We raise the money to fund it all ourselves. You know, so no one has to pay. But it depends on the person. You know, if we have a, if they have a really friendly pit bull, that's, you know, and they send us a video and it's rolling around with another dog. That we just help. My my wife helped a hundred pound pit mix, but he's great with everything. He's great with dogs. He's great with. He's great with everything, and so we took him on. we were able just to take. We had a foster event open up. All worked out. It was all serendipitous for this dog. Seriously. Um, and other dogs we've asked and we, we haven't been able to help. We just didn't, you know, the groups have said, no, they're full. Like one of our groups works with the reservation out in uh, Oregon. So they're kind of not taking dogs from us. And they were our biggest taker. They took, they would take like, you know, 30 to 50 dogs at a time from us. So they couldn't take, so we had nowhere for this dog to go. So we couldn't help, you know? So it just depends on the situation. Yeah. It's really sad, you know, it's, it's, it's really sad, but you know, that's the thing is guys, I got to tell you, I delete 99% of all my emails now. I I can't, if I look at every email and see the face of a dog at the shelter, it it doesn't help. It's no, that's no good for my mental being. I got to focus on what I can do.
0: It's, I'm focusing on what I can't do. It's brutal. And you know, Steve, it's interesting. I just thought of this right now. You're like one of the few dudes that I know in rescue. It's like, it's all 90% plus women. We know that. Um, I always attribute that to the fact that women typically have a lot bigger hearts than men do. They have a bigger heart for the animals. That's that's my theory, anyway, about
2: was no, Women are better than men. If women were in charge of being in a war. You know what exactly. I mean? They'll, they'll, they get
0: shit done, man. Exactly. Exactly. So, my
2: wife and our team are mainly all women. They get it done. It's like I'm, I love them all. They're all like my heroes.
0: Absolutely. And I bring it up because, obviously, they're also typically more sensitive. And I have a lot of women friends in rescue that talk about getting these cases brought to them every day. And, and this is for you. And this is for Mina and people that do what you guys do. They're oftentimes like finding themselves being like the, being accused, being victimized because, oh, well, Mina, you have a sanctuary. What do you mean you can't take my dog? I mean, it's like, you know, screw the fact that they committed to this dog for life. They're not going to give it up because you have a sanctuary. It's your obligation to take it. And it's like, I mean, it's you're, got nodding. you're nodding because you, I'm sure you experience this all the time. And it's like, Steve, I think we have a mutual friend, Robin, from uh, BR Bully Rescue. Um, she's out here in bad in eyes. She knows you in any case. Um, she's usually, you know, she's a rescue, not a sanctuary, which obviously is a whole different thing from shelter. Is sanctuary being a land-based place like Mina has with structures and whatnot, where the dogs live, um, hopefully the rest of their lives. But I find people getting attacked all the time, even me. And I'm not even, I don't even pretend to be a rescue. What do you mean you can't take my dog? And it's like, uh, I I feel like part of our task should be to educate the world. Like if you get a dog, especially a pit bull, who's got 10 times greater chances of being put down in a shelter than any other breed, you need to do everything you can to provide for this dog for life, period. We're yeah. trying to dump them on Steve and Mina because it's bullshit.
2: Well, if, if you are not getting attacked by someone, then you're not doing something right. Yeah. 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 Know? Like we, like the other day, I got an email. We, we did a mini transport. I think we sent up 25 dogs, <clears throat> 23 dogs, and two cats. Yeah. We put as many as we could in that safely, they, you know, that, that could be transported safely. I get an email you need to rescue more cats now this is you know <laughs> you can never win you know you it's like it's like our fault it's not our fault these animals are in that situation in the first place
0: yeah i mean clearly it's your fault absolutely
2: and when i first we started transports we had an email from some angry person going you're transporting out of state how do you know where these dogs are going how do you know where they are ended up i'm really worried i'm like okay i am tell you what i'm going to do i want you to go up on our transport Okay, you can follow in a car. We will pay for your gas and your hotel. You follow the transport. You go to the rescue groups. You can see. I said, I can give you all their addresses and phone numbers. I'll give you who's in charge. You check them out and you let me know. If there's a problem with any of them, if you don't think any of them are good, please report back to me and let me know. And we'll deal with it. Because we want to make sure this is good. Well, I don't have time for that.
0: Delete. Delete. I was I was hoping you're to tell me that he took you up on his offer and you put him up in a really shitty super eight <laughs> with bed <dead> bugs because <laughs> that's what he would deserve. Yeah,
2: listen, this is this is not. I don't get paid for this. It's not. It's not. Most of the people that working with start, you know, we have one paid full time employee. Most of them, like my wife who does our adoptions. She puts so many hours in. I mean, it's it's crazy because we love the animals. We hate to see them suffer. You know, it's not our fault. We're just trying to help. That's it. And if people go, you know, if people want to say bad things about us, say it. I don't, what's the worst is going to happen? This is the worst is going to happen. We'll go out of business. I get my life back. It's brilliant. It's a win win. You know, I get to go to the movies. I get to read a book finally, which I haven't had a chance to because the phone's always ringing, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's, but everyone, like the rescuer, I, I, on a positive note, they are, these, the rescuers are my heroes. Yeah, you get a few crazy ones, but on the whole, you've got wonderful people doing wonderful things. Yep. The shelters, you've got wonderful people. Like there's a woman at East Valley called Veronica Perry. She's, she's she's God. She's amazing. She's helped. She's done so much for the animals, you know. And these people, people sometimes call up and scream at them or rude to them. No, it's, these people are wonderful. They're doing their best. They love animals. And you get the bad ones as well. But on the whole, people in rescue are good. Absolutely, and we're, trying to, we're trying to make the world a better place. Absolutely, you know? so that's 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 my
0: theory. You know, maybe maybe a little crazy sometimes, but you gotta. You crazy, be, but that's another that's, that's another story. But you gotta love them anyway. I, Steve, we gotta we should have a side bet offline the over under and how long it takes for Mina to go crazy. What do you think?
1: Oh no, I'm gone. I'm I'm already past that. Over
0: there, damn. All right. Sorry.
1: No, Mina.
2: Mina's from the East End. If you're from the East End, you don't crack. The East End people suffered the bombing of World War II. It's innate in us. We're strong. We go through it. She's in, there yeah. for life. She's in this for life.
0: All right. So, so Steve, on that note, so Mina is in, outside of Tokyo, as you know, and she founded and operates legitimately the first sanctuary for animals in the entire freaking country of Japan. Mm-hmm. She's been at it for a few years now. She's now really taking big steps to elevate her game, part, part and parcel, which is obtaining her nonprofit status in the U.S. and all sorts of other moves. Without knowing any more detail than that, for all the years you've been in this, what advice would you give to Mina?
2: Get out. <laughs>
1: Oi!
0: <Oy. laughs> you can go do your nails, Mina, finally. <laughs> finally, <laughs> after all these years. I
1: hate doing nails. <laughs> right. No, I, I,
2: seriously I mean I'll, I don't need to tell you you know I mean you're doing it
1: you're that you, but it's funny you say that because there's so many people that ask me uh, they come to me and they say I want to start a sanctuary I want to start a show I want to do what you do um how what how do I do it what do I what how do I start and I said don't I always tell them don't do it instead mm-hmm join forces with another rescue or, or volunteer your time foster and help them out and help them become a better rescue. Um, because, because otherwise there's going to be a whole bunch of shitty rescues all over the place instead of good quality ones. Like, exactly. and, that, and that's why we
2: started rescuing because we got scammed by a rescuer. She scammed me and my wife out of 10 grand on our credit card. I'm not going to mention the name, but we like, when we do our foundation, no drama, and transparency. Those are two top things. We work together. We're here for the animals. It's not about us. You know, if it's about making it about you. Clear off.
0: You know, that's, so, that's great. And and Mina, I think that was really good advice you just gave to people that say they want to start a sanctuary. Um, I hear it all the time. Also, if I won the lottery, I'd start a pit bull rescue. And, you know, the obvious answer would be. We've all you two have already said it. I would echo it. I'd be like, don't be careful what you wish for. That said, the people that are in it that have dedicated their lives to it, like you two, I can't imagine you two, as as hard as it is, as hard as you know it is, as hard as you're genuinely telling people it is, I can't ever imagine you two being out of it. You're dedicated to the cause. And to to me, that's so admirable. The advice you gave is join forces with somebody who's already doing it.
1: A, that's what we have
0: learned how to do it right, and sometimes what not to do. We all know cases like that. And Steve, as you said, won't name names, um, to learn what to do. And then that way you could decide if you really want to do open, open your own place. Exactly. And this is a good time to promote both of you, I think. Anybody out there who wants to be in this world, check out what Steve is doing. Check out what Mina is doing. Minus at Animal Sanctuary, A-N-I-M-O. Sanctuary.com right there. And Steve, give us your URL again, please, if you don't mind. Startrescue.org. Startrescue.org. Um, I, I would invite and encourage everybody to log on to startrescue.org in the animal and see how you can support them.
2: Can I say something? Two things. One is you're so right, Mina. I, I t- when people say, what should I do? I want to start a rescue. I'm like, don't do it. And when they go, but I really want to do it, I'm like, well, just be prepared. And they still want to do it, then I'll talk to them more because it's, you know, I try and put them off because it's really hard work. But the bottom line for us is I'm, I'm pretty, cr- I, when I arranged our first transport for start, I almost got all the dogs killed. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. But I got really lucky. I got people around me that all have their superpower skills. They all have They all, they all have their superpowers. Like Frank, friend Candice and Colleen have great at organizing transport. I look at a spreadsheet, it looks like it's it just, you know, it's double Dutch to me.
1: Yeah? That's me, that's exactly
2: me. And, and and we have like, my wife does the adoptions. If I talk to someone for more than two minutes, I just want to call them a C word and hang up. I'm sorry, it's just, I can't take, it's too many questions in my head. I'm too ADD for it. So I, I my tiny little superpowers, because I'm honest and transparent, and I've lost donors because of it. Because I've been very too honest and too transparent, then I'm. But I'm really good at raising funds. But but I've built up a base over the years of people, and they trust us. You know, and I never want to abuse that trust of them. But that's my superpower. And along with all the people that we've worked with, we've just formed this this group. And that's if someone wants to start something, you will. You know, this famous. You know, build it and they will come. It really is true you know, if you're really, if you're really serious about it I, I know, and I feel like we've got lucky as well. Um, so that's it. That's my two
0: cents. Well, well said guys, this hour has like raced right by, um, I, I always like, before we wrap, I love as being knows putting people on the spot and just like talking about stuff that has nothing to do with what we've been talking about or a bit of a subject change. Steve, if you could, if you were in the elevator with somebody and had a minute to tell someone that was deathly afraid of pit bulls, why they should change their mind, what would you tell them?
2: i will just bring the pit bull in the elevator with them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Fair enough.
1: Uh, yeah. That was the best answer yet.
0: That's a good answer. Yeah. You know, and it's so true. It's like I've, I've been in public with my dogs hundreds, if not thousands of times. And, you know, I'll travel with two or three or four at one time. And every now and then, well, more, more than that, people will say, can I say hi? Can I approach your dogs? And I know in every situation, I have tons of photographic evidence of this. Little kids, old people, every type of person on the ground with my two or three or four pit bulls who are immediately like in love. Um, it, it happens over and over
2: that's amazing. Is that, is that Wilson there trying to give you a kiss?
0: That was Wilson making a special appearance. Yes. Yeah. It was
2: Wilson, Rick, if everyone breaks into your house and steals Wilson, come to me first. Because he might be. Right. One, okay. Yeah, we're a <laughs>
0: major, major vigilante movement over that one. That's for yeah. sure.
1: Oh, he's brilliant. Wilson's. You best. know, it might be me that breaks in and steals Wilson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's amazing. He's amazing. He's one of the most amazing dogs ever. He's pretty funny.
1: He
0: just. Face planted into the sofa. Right when you guys said that.
2: And and this ain't no, he's, you know, not for you guys, but obviously for your listeners. Wilson's blind, and you'd never know.
0: <laughs> other than when he face plants into the sofa. Yes, that's yeah, true.
2: Now lands of the other dog's
0: heads, Yeah, very rare. Usually he knows where he is. Yes. Uh, Mina, any final uh, words of wisdom for us this evening? Any final questions you want to ask?
1: Words of wisdom, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, no I do see many similarities not just the accent and where we're from but I do see many um, similarities the whole ADD thing like um, between me and Steve I like that um, it's kind of reinforced me that I'm on the right path I'm doing what I should be doing but it was really nice talking to you today You
2: too, Mina. Thank you. Thank you for rescuing
1: pit bulls.
0: Yeah, and I want to kind of leave people with this word, and I don't need to have the final word, so I'm going to ask you to to wrap when we're done, Mina, or you, Steve, whoever would like. Um, We talked a lot about dogs being given up tonight. Um, It's epidemic now, and it's increasing more and more. We know that. It was symptomatic of the pandemic and the fallout from that, but now it's just continuing to increase. I want to encourage First of all, anybody out there who's going to get a dog or thinking about it before you do make sure that you're prepared to, things happen, life changes. I understand that, but be prepared to keep that dog for life. Do everything that you can. If you have a dog and you think you have to give the dog up, step back for a moment and look at every single possibility that you possibly can to hold on to that dog that you committed to. And if that makes you feel guilty, whoever might be listening, sorry. Um, better you feeling a little guilty than a dog being abandoned. That's the word I wanted to leave at the end here.
1: Do you know what I often say to people? Because there's 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 no animal welfare in Japan, and um, they're kind of catching on to the fact that um, animals might be sentient here, um, but they don't know, they don't, they, they it's on a completely different level. Humans at the top and we rule everything and and that's the end of it so i try and get people to think about okay if it was a human would this be ethical can you tie your kid outside and leave it there 24 hours a day are you uh, would you be okay with that in the winter summer right and um, just the basic things like everyday things that you do with your dog Um, If you're having some money problems, would you give your child up or would you do something else, take on another job, find a babysitter, find a dog sitter so that you can find some time to make more money? And um, just I don't like the word fur babies very much, but if you thought of your dog more as a child, as a family member, then I don't think that there would be so much giving up.
2: No, I agree with you. I've seen people walk into the shelter with their animal to give it up. Two things. Walk into the animal, saying they can't afford it while they're on their iPhones. So they can pay for their our new iPhone. And I'm talking about new iPhone. Brand new iPhone with, with a nice case, putting up in a nice car. Right. Makes no sense. And we've also seen people dump their senior dogs, which is, which is the worst. This, whoever does this should go to hell. Dump their senior dog at the shelter, and then go he get from the get shelter a puppy, and the shelter lets them. That should be absolutely one hundred percent banned. Oh, don't start me off,
0: please. Yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll
2: show. the we'll show. Rick, can I say something to you? By yes. the way, you, you. When I came to your house for the first time, I saw your f- four pit bulls. I didn't really know you, and and I saw your dogs and how well they were treated. I was like, my God, there is some hope. That's what I want to let you know when I left your house. I'm like, seeing you with these four, the love these dogs had, and they're all rescues, I just, I I had so much respect for you, Rick. Seriously.
0: because Thank you. I I really do appreciate you saying that, but it it just, it comes naturally, because like Mino was talking about how Japan ranks living beings. It's easy for me. It's like human beings are third. The 199 other dog breeds that the American Kennel Club recognizes are second. Pipples are first, so it's easy. But I uh, I thank you for saying that. I appreciate yeah.
2: it. Oh, I appreciate you guys. Well, thank you. It's it's nice. It's, I you know, I, I always tell I hate that's why I hate drama in the rescue world, because like we should be working together. Not don't turn against each other. That's the bad people. Yeah. That's why I keep the try and treat the gut drama out of it. You know, I, I really do. We've had a few, you know, bad things over the years, but overall it's been pretty, pretty smooth. But I won't accept it. I won't, I won't, I won't tolerate it.
0: I've seen you stay out of it as you know to to whatever degree I know you at this point. I've seen you stay out of that. I know Mina does not engage in that, and that's a big thing. It's important so
1: uh, I hear all the time like this rest, there's rescue saying this about you I'm like, I don't care, don't tell me who it is because I don't have it oh, in me to hate on someone at the moment, so don't tell me what they said, don't tell me who it was I got that i got
2: I heard it yes last night I heard there's a actually a male rescue out there that hates my guts. I'll tell you off camera. I don't know. <laughs> but because but, some, something he did, like, I called him out on something that was very unethical.
0: Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. But like you said, we can do that offline. Yes. Yeah. Or or I could just see okay. if I can, uh, I could just see if I could add him to the feed real quickly. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> we could try that too. Um, hey, you guys, this this, this was great. And uh, I, I want to say while you're both still here on screen, because uh, Steve, we, we will bid our farewell to you in a moment before Mina and I wrap up. But I want to say to the two of you together and to everybody listening and watching Mina and Steve here, these are two people doing great work for our animals, for our pit bulls, for all dogs. So you two, please keep it up and please uh, continue to set the shining example that you do every day. Good on both Thank of you. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Steve, great to see you. Thanks for being with us, man. Thank you,
2: Thank you again. Thanks, both. Nice to meet you, Mina. I'll get look at those T-shirts for you.
1: Yeah, and I also want to be in touch with you personally as well, so I'm going to get your contact info from Rick.
2: Sounds good. All right. Take yeah. care, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, you so,
0: Steve. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was uh, Steve Spiro from Start. What
1: a lovely chap.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's a good dude. And that's a uh, startrescue.com. Org For those of you who would like to learn more about yeah, it. And uh, you could support his uh, mission online because God knows that he and his wife and the rest of their team uh, deserve your support.
1: Definitely do. Oh, look, look what we can do now. We can have two bold, two bold uh, <laughs> hosts.
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Now, last year, two years ago at this time, I was doing Talking Tough. With uh, with butterbean and boss rootin, so we were uh, we were a, a trio of uh, ugly old bald guys. Um, but I can't put you in that category. So maybe we're onto something new here. Okay, yeah, this is good. Well, Mina, that was cool. Good stuff.
1: It was really nice talking to him. I I I felt like I learned a lot. Um... Every time we speak to someone, I kind of I, I see more more possibilities. My mind opens up to different things. So doing this has really, really, really been good for me. And I'm, I'm excited for next episodes. We're going to get into it more with a lot of different people. I'm so excited to be doing this.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm super glad we're doing this together. It's great. It's great having you on. I'll bet Steve learns from you as well, just like all of our guests do. And, uh, we know we'll all continue to learn. We'll, we'll attack, attack is the wrong word. We'll approach this from, you know, all sorts of, uh, different ways. Um, I think we'll have Shorty on soon the host. Yeah. of Pit Boss. And then, uh, we'll, we'll have Bronwyn Dickey who wrote the seminal book Pitbull, And I love that book. Um, we'll have, uh, Darcy Dennett is coming up soon, the director of the amazing documentary champions. So we are going to have, uh, the who's who of the pit bull world on here, and yeah. uh, we'll continue to to learn about and uh, advocate for these amazing, amazing dogs that we love so much. Great, let's do it. All right, my dear friend, you have a let's say. Good evening. You have a good morning there in Japan. Yep. And
1: I will do. And you have a good evening with your right. babies.
0: Keep up. Uh, keep warm now. Yeah.
1: Yep, I will do. I have. I have to put my. Little hat back on, maybe a scarf on underneath it because it's getting a bit itchy.
0: Wait till wait till winter comes when your head really gets cold. You ain't seen nothing yet.
1: <laughs> I know, right? You what know, timing to do this?
0: Great to see you, and uh, until the next episode.
1: Yes, see you very soon. So long, Beric.